Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to a beautiful evening of studying God's Word together. I am Dr. Chucks Ugohe. This is Understanding the Goodness of God broadcast and we are doing episode 269 tonight, 269. We are sharing on the character of the God we serve. We are learning about the God we serve and, uh, and uh, all we're looking at it from different perspectives, different angles. And there's been a thought we have been on now for a couple of days. It's the goodness of God makes him my helper. The goodness of God makes him my helper. Tonight is part three. Let's begin. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. I'm going to read to verse 10. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a fan in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hmm. I like to read that this passage from the from the Passion Translation. Passion Translation, alright? Let's read uh, from verse 11. From, sorry, from verse 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 Passion Translation The extraordinary level of the revelations I have received is no reason for anyone to exalt me for this is why a thorn in my flesh was given to me the adversary's messenger sent to harass me keeping me from becoming arrogant Three times I pleaded with the Lord to relieve me of this. But he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I am not defeated by my weakness, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I am surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm going to avoid the contradictions and, uh, and the, no, no, the arguments around this text as to what the nature of the thorns are. I don't want to get into it tonight. It's not important for our conversation. But a few things that I want to say here. Number one, these th 
thorn in the flesh was something that was uncomfortable and troubling for the apostle. It was given to him. And when we read it, we see that it wasn't God that gave it. The Bible says it was a messenger of Satan. See, if it was God that sent it, it would be a messenger of God. So God does not send Satan's messengers on errands. It was Satan that sent it. So, so this messenger came from Satan. It didn't come from God. So Satan dispatched a messenger. And what was the purpose of this messenger? The Bible tells us that Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he came to do something in the life of the apostle. He came to steal. He came to kill. He came to destroy. His agenda, the agenda of this messenger was something untoward. It wasn't something positive. Now, the Bible says that God makes all things work together for our good. So even though this messenger came to, to kill, to steal, and to destroy, God had something positive that, that this messenger was doing in Paul's life. He said it was to keep him humble so that he is not exalted beyond measure. He is not puffed up by the depth of revelation. So much revelation was coming to the apostle. So much revelation. And you know the power of revelation. Revelation releases power, releases access oh yeah, to divine power, releases access to divine privileges and divine resources. So, so uh, there was a tendency to become proud. And that is not a good thing. So because of that tendency to become proud, it, it, the, it, the enemy sent a messenger. In other words, that tendency attracted this messenger of Satan. Meaning that if it was not there, the messenger would not be sent. So, so there was pride there, or a tendency to, for pride to manifest, and that's what attracted this messenger. Alright? And then the apostle went to God in prayer. Bible says he went the first time, he went the second time, he went the third time. We are talking about we're talking about getting help from God. So he went to God for help. And what was the help? He was asking, take away this messenger. Take away this pain. Bible said it was a thorn in his flesh. It was something making him uncomfortable. Take away this pain. Take it away. And he went three times. And, G and the Lord gave him the same answer. What was the answer? My grace is more than enough for you. It's sufficient for you. Now, people have interpreted this to say, my grace is sufficient for you to bear the pain. No, my grace is more than enough to deal with this thing. If only, this is the revelation, and this is the cross of tonight's teaching, if only you can be in a state of receiving help from the Lord, if only you can be in a state of absolute and uttermost dependence on the Lord. Can I say this? The Lord wants me and you to be absolutely dependent on him. To be absolutely dependent on him. To be totally dependent on him. Bible says the son can do nothing except what the father shows him to do. In other words, what the father enables him to do. He can't do anything in his own strength. 
The same way, me and you, we are not supposed to be able to do anything in our own strength except by the strength that the Father provides and produces. So what was going on here was that the apostle was being asked by the Lord to become absolutely dependent on the help of God. Ah, God was asking him to become a man who is absolutely helped by God. A man who is absolutely helped by God. So when the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, put yourself in a posture that draws my grace, that draws my help. When you put yourself in that posture, help will come and you will defeat this enemy. You will defeat this messenger. You will defeat this pain. If only you can learn to draw help from me. So, so we, we've been talking about the goodness of God makes him my helper. But you see, I need to be in a state where I draw that help for that help to flow. There can't be supply without a demand. Let me say that again. There cannot be supply from the presence of God for anything without a demand. And how do we demand for help? By being, by being absolutely dependent. In other words, we, our weakness... Our weakness and dependence on the Lord causes help to come, causes grace to flow. So when the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, what he was saying to him is, posture yourself to draw this grace out of me and you will defeat this problem. All you need is to draw my help and you will defeat this problem. What is grace? Grace is God's power made available. You see, we need to be in a state where we are able to draw the power of God. In other words, we have to be in a permanent state of dependence on the Lord. In a permanent state of dependence on the Lord. What is pride? Pride is independence from God. When I don't need the Lord, that is what pride is. I might even be looking humble before men. I'd be looking meek before men. But if my heart is not in a state of absolute dependence on the Lord, I am proud. This is why the Bible says, as many as are led, as many as are animated by the Spirit of God and led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So I have to be in a state where I am, I am led, I am animated, I am directed by the Spirit of God. That's when I confirm and manifest my sonship. If I am not in that state of being led and, you know, totally dependent on him, where I do not move until I hear from him, I do not act until I hear from him, I do not say anything until I hear from him, everything, I, I have to become completely animated by the Lord. This is where he wants everybody in the church to be, where I, I am like a toy that he, until you put the battery I do not operate. What is the battery? The power of the Lord. The grace of God. So I am like that robot, that robotic toy, that if the Lord's power does not animate me, I do not move. So the Apostle Paul, you see, that tendency to become proud means that his flesh was still alive. Means that there was still strength in his flesh. And, and, and that needed to die. That needed to die. So God, Jesus, when he went to pray, Jesus was saying, put yourself in a posture where you are absolutely dependent on my help and my strength will come and you will defeat this messenger. 
And the apostle understood what the Lord said. How do I know he understood it? His answer. Look at what his answer. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength. Look at this. For my strength. For my capacity. For my power. We said it in the beginning of this series that God is absolutely strong. God is absolutely strong. But he says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is most manifested when you are weak. Look at how the uh, uh, um, Passion Translation says it. My grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. My power finds its true expression through your weakness, meaning when you are not weak, my power cannot flow. When you are not dependent on me, my power cannot find its full expression. And guess what? God wants his power to find full expression in the earth. God wants his power to find full expression through our lives that when people are looking at us, they see the power of God at work in full expression. But for that to happen, we have to be absolutely dependent on him. We have to be so broken. We have to be so humbled. We have to be so meek that we cannot do anything except he helps us. <laughs> except he helps us. So I have to come to a point where my life is absolutely dependent on his power, on his wisdom, on his strength, on his capacity to do anything. I cannot manifest anything without that state of humility. So what and the Apostle Paul lacked, which is what opened the door for this messenger of Satan to be sent to him, was he lacked the dependence or the humility to draw the grace from the Lord for, for his life. He lacked it. So, so, so Jesus said to him, become, become humble enough. Become, become weak in your own self, weak in your own strength, weak in your own ability to help yourself. And when you are in that state, boom, my power is released in full blast. Become the, come to a place where you know you cannot help yourself except the Lord helps you. You know you cannot pay this bill except the Lord sends the help. You know you cannot, you cannot get out of these symptoms except the Lord helps you. You cannot win this situation except the Lord helps you. You cannot deal with this problem except the Lord helps you. So you come to the point where you know that even to kill an ant, you need the Lord to help you to kill the ants. Because you, you can't be in a place where, you know what, I, I don't need the Lord for this one. I can deal with this problem. I don't need the Lord for this one. No, 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 no. The Lord is looking for an army, looking for a church, looking for a people who are absolutely dependent on him. We can do nothing except he helps us. We can do nothing except he helps us. This is where he wants us to be. That's the state of weakness. That he wants us to be where we are weak in human strength. We are weak in human wisdom. We are weak in human abilities. That, that's the, the weakness that the Lord is talking about. When we are so weak that if the Lord has to help us, for us to be helped. If the Lord does not help you, you're not helped. If the Lord does not help you to pray, you can't pray. If the Lord does not help you to study his word, you can't get it. If the Lord does not help you to stand 
uh, uh, strong in the face of temptation, you cannot overcome temptation. In other, in other words, it's not that you overcome temptation because you're strong in your own self, in your own willpower to say no, 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 no. You are, you are able to escape the temptation because the Lord helped you. That, meaning that when you come out of that temptation, you don't brag that it was your willpower, it was your ability to say no, that no, no, it is because the Lord helped you. That's how come you could say no. Because the Lord helped you, that's how come you could say no. The Lord had to help Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane for him to overcome the temptation. He was tempted and he was going to give in. But when he said, not my will, your will be done. He yielded to the strength of God. And we see next, the Bible says, angels were sent to strengthen him. When he yielded and said, not my will, and he yielded to the Lord, strength was sent from above. What are we talking about here? This is the, the state that all of us need to come to, where we are so weak in ourselves. We are so weak in our own wisdom and our own understanding. We are so weak in our own resources, in our own smartness, in our own abilities that we, we absolutely and desperately and totally depend on him. When we come to that place, then his help will come. If we are not in that place where we are dependent on him, the help will not flow. Not because God doesn't want to help you, but because it takes that kind of humility, that kind of demand, suction, to draw that help out of the Lord. So when the Lord said to him, my strength is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient. It's, there's more than enough power. <laughs> there's more than enough power to deal with this messenger of Satan. But you need to be able to draw it. So the apostle got it. This is what he said. That's how we know he got it. Because he said, therefore, because of what I heard from you, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, I will rather boast of my weakness that the power of Christ, it is when I am weak, then he is strong. Let, look, at, look at it, it continues. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Hey, this is deep. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in persecution. Listen, have you come to a place where you take pleasure in needs? That needs are no longer stressing you. They are no longer making you anxious. It actually produces joy. A joy that, that you know that when I'm in this state of joy, the provision will come. Ah, the supply will come. He said, I take pleasure in needs. Why? Because I know that <laughs> the supply will come. What, the only thing that makes you take pleasure in needs is that you know the supply will come. I take pleasure in persecutions. I take pleasure in distresses. I take pleasure <laughs> in infirmities. Because when I am weak, then, then I am strong. When I don't know what to do and I am in that state of dependence on God, boom, strength flows from God. Power flows from God. Capacity flows from God. Provision flows from God. So I need to move from being anxious about needs to becoming, to becoming joyful, knowing that help is coming. Knowing, in fact, not, not that help is coming. Help has come already. It is that state of heart is what is required 
to open the treasury of the king of kings and draw whatever we need and draw the strength of God and draw the power of God and draw the mercy of God and draw the provision of God and draw the victory of God. We need, there's a posture that pulls strength from God. God is my helper and, and, and I need to be in a state that allows me to draw that help for the goodness of God to manifest. Yes, there's so much goodness in the heart of God for you. But there's a posture that is required to open the treasury, to open the warehouse, to open the storehouse, and draw that goodness out. It's a state of knowing that if God doesn't help me, I am not helped. And there's an assurance he will help me. That's why I delight in the needs. That's what Paul said. I take pleasure in infirmities. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in persecutions. So they don't trouble me. They don't make me worried. They don't make me distressed. They don't make me uh, 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 blame God, get angry at God, get angry at, you know, at my husband or my wife or my children or church members. I, no, 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 no. It makes me look to God and to God alone. And because I'm looking to God and, and God alone, there is joy. There's joy. When you look to God alone, there's joy that he produces. Look at this scripture in Psalm 34. Let me show you something. In Psalm 34, in Psalm 34, verse 4, Psalm 34, verse 4, look, look what, what the Bible says. They look to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. You see, when we are truly looking to the Lord, it produces radiance in our hearts. It produces joy in our heart. This is what Apostle Paul was saying. I take pleasure in my needs because my needs make me look to God alone. They look to God. They look to him and we are radiant and their faces were not ashamed. You know, if you read from verse 4, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from all my fears. And they looked to him and were radiant. May the Lord teach us how to look to him and to look to him alone. Because there is a joy, listen to me, child of God. There's a joy, a genuine joy. A joy that is beyond this earth. A joy that is beyond the natural dimension. When I truly focus on the face of God. When my face locks into his face, there's a joy that he produces. So, so when I'm in any state of need, when I'm in any state of, of needing help, my eyes and my, 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 my focus must lock into his face. When, how do I know I'm locked in there? Joy is produced in my heart. There's a radiance. That radiance speaks of joy. And when I'm in that state of joy, that's what the apostle was saying. He said, I take pleasure in needs. Why? Because those needs make me face God and say, God, if you don't help me, and I'm helped. If you don't heal me, I'm not healed. If you don't supply this thing, I am not supplied. If you don't, if you don't fix this problem in my marriage, it's not fixed. If you don't fix this problem in the, in the life of my child, it cannot be fixed. This is where our absolute dependence is on God. When we are in that state, then help begins to pour. Help begins to pour. So I want to ask you a question today. That problem that you have been dealing with, is your face focused on him? 
Are you looking to him? Or you look to him, but you look to man. You look to him, but you look to the economy. You look to him, but you look to, you know, you, 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 you try fleshly methods. No, 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 no. Until your face is focused on him alone, that radiance will not be bettered in your heart. Do you have the radiance? Do you have the joy that knows that this problem is solved because I am locked in on God? I am locked in on God. This, this is what God wants every one of us to develop, the ability to lock in on him until joy is overflowing in your heart. The capacity to focus on the Lord alone until joy fills your heart. This is what Paul meant when he said, I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in distresses because these distresses cause me to focus on God and the joy of deliverance pours out in my heart. He said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The only thing that keeps you away from shame is for your face to look into his face. It's for your face to look into his face 150% if there's anything like that. To your face to look into his face that my help comes from the law. My, I look to the mountains from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. <laughs> my help comes from the Lord. My help does not come from the teacher. My help does not come from the lawyer. My help does not come from the doctor. My help comes from the Lord. My help does not come from science and technology. My help comes from the Lord. We, we need to learn to look to him. Look at Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. Oh, may the Lord grant you a revelation of what I'm sharing tonight. Because we are at, in the times on the earth when God is raising an army of men and women who see his face and his face alone, who focus on his face and his face alone. And because they are so focused on the Lord, help pause. Help pause. Hey, Karibo Kotosha. Look at this, Psalm, Isaiah 50 verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. I will not be put to shame. Remember, he says, and they looked to him, and their faces were, were radiant, and they were not ashamed. He says here, the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. I have set my face like a flint. I will not be ashamed. I will not be ashamed. So, so to, to, to put yourself in a place where help pours from the Lord to you, supernatural help pours from the Lord to you, your face must be locked into his face. And, and it's so locked in like a flint, a flint that cannot be bent. A, it, that flint is a stone that cannot be bent. The stone is so rigid. He said, I've set my face like a flint. I know that I will not be put to shame. I'm saying to you, this is where you need to be. When faith in God is absolute, result is inevitable. I don't know what you're dealing with right now. I don't know what you're dealing with right now, but there's enough resources in God for that help to come. If only you can face God. If only you can set your face like a flint. You will never be put to shame. There is nobody who locked in on God that was put to shame. There is nobody who faced God 
completely and they were put to shame. Help came from God. Supernatural supply came from God. Supernatural victory came from God. I said that God is absolutely powerful. God is infinitely strong. There's nothing you are dealing with right now that the power of God is not able to resolve. Help can come like this. There's nothing you need, whether it's money, whether it's healing, whether it's a turnaround, whether it's an intervention, whether it's a breakthrough, whether it's a, I don't care what it is that you need. It can come from God now. But the condition is that your face must be locked into his face. Nothing can shake it. <laughs> Nothing can shake it. Your total and absolute dependence is on him. You are looking to him for that help. And when you are in that state of locked in, then help pours. The pipe begins to flow. The pipe begins to flow. The, 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 the grace of God begins to flow in the pipe. Supply begins to flow. So if it is not flowing, it is because you haven't locked in. Let me say it again. If the supply hasn't come, whether it's supply of money or a job or husband or healing, it hasn't locked in. They, you know, there's some, it's a hard thing. What I'm sharing tonight is a hard thing. Your heart hasn't locked in in a place where you know that you know that <laughs> if God does not help you, you are not helped. There is no, there is no uh, uh, acrimony in your heart against God. There is no bitterness in your heart against God. You know, part of the problem sometimes is that there is a bitterness in our heart against God. We are angry. God, why haven't you answered me? Why have I been praying since? No, you are not in a state of absolute dependence. You, you have to come to a place where, you know, God, if you don't, if you don't help me, I am not helped. <laughs> if you don't help me, I am finished. I, I need you to help me. And then not only that you are saying that, but now there is a joy deep in your heart that says, I know I have been helped. <laughs> I know I have been helped. I know victory has come. I know breakthrough has come. I know the money has come. I know the visa has come. I know the marriage has come. There's a joy, a joy that comes from that that locking in and you're in that state of rest now and you are just joyful knowing the help has come do you know that hannah could not conceive to delete uh, to 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 give birth to the child samuel until her face was locked in on god when she was crying and they said no you woman why are you drunk early in the morning they say i am not drunk i am not drunk I am a woman who, who is looking to God and to God alone. And as she was locked in, in that state, the Bible said, when the prophet, the man of God, Eli, spoke, the Bible said, and there was joy in her heart. She, she, there was, there was a, a, a radiance. It, that radiance is proof that the help had come. And guess what? She went home and she became pregnant. She who was barren became pregnant. Why? Because when you connect and lock in, the joy flows. When that joy flows, you know the answer has come. You know the solution has come. You know the help has come. May the Lord help you to dial in. May the Lord help you to tune in. May the Lord help you to lock in into his face so that joy flows from his, from his heart into your heart. And you know that you know that you know that help has come. Hallelujah. Let me finish this scripture in Isaiah chapter 50 and I'll round up for tonight. He says, verse 8, he, who is, he is near who justifies me, who will contend with me. Let us stand together. 
who is my adversary. Let him come near me. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. Meaning, I will wear them out with my focus on the Lord. I will wear them out because a garment is worn out by use, by, by the passage of time and use. The Bible says they will grow old like a garment. So, so my focus on the Lord for help will wear out my opposition, will wear out the problem, will wear out the situation. And he says, he says, indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. So I am going to outlast my, my problem. I'm going to outlast my challenge. It's about my focus on Jesus. My focus on Jesus. And, and, uh, and refusing to be moved by the storms. Refusing to be, you know, to be uh, uh, moved by, by the waves. I lock in on the face of Jesus and I pull that help through. And can I say something to you tonight as I round up? Maybe you have lost your focus. Maybe you become despondent. You become tired of waiting for the Lord to help you. The, 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 the problems, the burdens have become so heavy that, you know, you are now grumbling in your heart. You are saying, God, how long is it going to take? God, this pain is too much. How long is it going to take? Why are you not answering? Why are you, you know, and you are blaming God. I want you to know that you need to repent of that posture. You need to repent of that posture and say, Lord, cause the joy of locking into your face to be birthed in my heart. Cause my heart to become radiant because I am locked in. I am locked in. I am locked in. I am locked in. I, I don't have any other option. I am locked in. When faith in God is absolute, that's what it means to lock in. <laughs> a, a, a result is inevitable. When you're locked in, how you know you're locked in? There's a joy that is better than your heart. That's when you know you're locked in. And uh, when you're locked in, there is a, a rest. There's an abandonment. You abandon yourself in the hands of God. You know that that, that solution will come. You, that answer you are looking for will come. Because you, have, you are locked in. You're no longer bothered about it. You're no longer worried about it. There's actually a joy that knows that help has come. May the Lord grant you that joy. May the Lord grant you that joy. A, that joy of absolute dependence on the Lord. That joy of absolute dependence on the Lord. May the Lord grant you in the mighty name of Jesus. Help has come. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister who's listening, who's watching this broadcast from wherever they are on the planet. You know what they are dealing with. And some of them have become weary. My brother has become tired. They, they, are, they are questioning in their heart, when is, this when is it going to happen? They are questioning in their heart, will it ever happen? Will I ever get married? Will I ever get healed? Will the money ever come? Uh, it, and they are they're in that state. Some of them have even begun to doubt that you are, you are willing to help them. Some of them are begin Lord, I ask for forgiveness on their behalf. I ask in the name of Jesus that, that, that the doubts will wear out, that the unbelief will wear out, that the, that the inability to focus on you will wear out, that help comes. Help them to look to your face. Help them. Lord, help us, all of us. Look to you. Look to you without any other option, without a, just look to you. For that help to come.
Let the joy and the radiance of God be birthed in our heart. Let the joy and the radiance of God be birthed in our heart so we know that the answer has come. Lord, I pray somebody comes up with a testimony. Their testimony comes tonight. Their testimony comes in the next few hours in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you for provision. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the marriage. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We continue next week as we open for another edition of the Understanding the Goodness of God broadcast. And next week, we're starting with episode 270. Until then, I'll see you. God bless you. Bye-bye. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.